Welcome, everybody, to the Synapse Philosophy Group. We are jamming. B.J. Palmer, Volume 39, our masterpiece. And it truly is a masterpiece pieced together by the masters themselves, D.D. Palmer and B.J. Palmer. We're on page 52, Knowledge is Power. Page 52. We're on page 52. I'm going to start reading you. Everybody, if you don't mind, I'm going to mute everybody out. Just un- top, have something to say, okay? In the box. I- All right. Knowledge is Power, page 52. In 1895, Dee Palmer laid down a new principle that cause and cure were within. Cause being a vertebral subluxation with sequential conditions. Which vertebra, when, how, why to adjust... Which vertebra to not adjust? Why not? Why not to adjust? These questions unanswered, which time would solve. 24 vertebra ahead of us, only one should be adjusted. Having laid down that principle, an efficient practice was to be established. Practicing up and down entire column in all that word implies began. I think he's talking about practice. What do you guys think? You want to pause there or keep going? I'll keep going. The entire spinal column was practicing. He puts that in parentheses, practicing territory. Every day, entire spine, adjusting here and there, one or more, any place, any time, was correct procedure in those years. Many moves were played up and down this backbone checkerboard. Those early days, too much was incorrectly done, too many inefficient places too often when not necessary. Occasionally, a case got well in spite of, rather than because of, what we did. They they got well not because we knew which, when, how, and why, but because we occasionally and accidentally stumbled across the right, the right, which mean which, when, how, and why, and happen to stop at right time. Many a case voluntarily stopped of their own accord after first adjustment, went home, returned, and got well. They did without knowing what we should have done knowing. All right, I'm going to stop there. Anybody have any insights there? Now, D.D., if you read D.D.'s book, he has very, very specific adjustments of subluxations for ailments in 1910, okay? B.J. and D.D., you do know that had a lot of riff together, and a lot of 1910 book is D.D. picking on uh, B.J. Palmer. I think this is him getting a little bit back at B.J. Palmer, I mean at D.D., And uh, I don't think it's as random as uh, he's portraying right now, but I'm listening. What do you guys think? Well, he had gone, he was upper cervical specific for a long time and then went back to full spine, but still was, you don't need to be cracking everything up and down the entire spine all the time. And interestingly, because you brought up DD, because in the process of getting ready for, for the, Purported guy that was going to be here this week. My apologies. I've been no, no, no apologies necessary. I've been rereading the chiropractor 
And today, uh, I actually read the sentence in there uh, under vertebral adjusting where he where Didi says, Atlas luxations are the cause of a large percent of disease. Yeah. He says, go to number one as a, as a primary. <laughs> Although yeah. he certainly talks about adjusting all kinds of stuff, including extremities. 10% of this subluxation are outside of the vertebral column, their extremities. He said 10%. Yeah. Eric, you unmuted. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I didn't I didn't take it personally towards TD. Um, in fact, I looked at I looked at it as he was critiquing um, chiropractic's own adventure in the science of things. Um, um, because he's saying the no and the because, and then he's making fun of going up and down the spine like. I love the, the sentence, many moves were played up and down this backbone checkerboard. Yes. So this is classic BJ here in his writing. And I see it as an evolution in his science because we have to put this book in context. This was um, actually in 1966, not 1961. And this is during the age of the, the science, the new science. The, the scientific chiropractor was coming out, you know, as a, as a journal that was out there. So I look at this as not a, not a philosophical talk um, and education to us or not against his dad, but more upon the science that they're, they're finding and proving in the research clinic, which yeah. is going to upper cervical spine. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Anyone else? Yeah, so we did have a plan, just to let everybody know that's that's listening on this too. We had a plan to go to 1914. I said it the other day. Um, that's the Chiropractor by D.D. Palmer. Um, our good friend Zale from Conscious Chiropractic, he's done a little bit of rearranging of that book. And it's actually very, very interesting. We talked for about an hour or two. And we're going to do again on Thursday of how we're going to sort of present it. Um, so he just rearranged the chapters a little bit because the, the wife of Didi's, his last wife, um, she compiled those pamphlets that he would sell when he would go traveling and he'd hand those pamphlets out, which were each one of those chapters. I think they used them in the school. And he said his thought is she almost put them together randomly. So we're going to discuss that more to how to talk about that later on in a much more when I'm clear on what he's talking about. And uh, so I apologize for the mix up everybody and I should have sent a message, okay? But, well, thank you, Alan, for, I know you read ahead. Um, I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> you're a wise man, you're a wise man. <laughs> Anybody else? All right, I'm gonna move forward. Today, 52 years later, we aim to adjust one place, an average of 23.9 days between in each case. I, I was about to pull out my volume 20 and bring my, I have a reprint and I have an original, but you know, I love reading those things because half of them are 30, 35 days, 23 day average um, of one adjustment rechecked holding the subluxation. You realize they also have rested in an infirmary for a month, you know? All right, I'll keep going. The difference between 24 vertebra every day and 23.9 days between is knowledge gained by exclusive process of deduction for facts, recognizing them scientifically. 
researching until compiled into efficient procedure. Building constants and eliminating variables reveals that we need know about presence or absence of vertebral subluxation. When and when, when and when no pressure exists, where and where, uh, when, excuse me, where and where how to find them and why we should or should not adjust this direction or that, at this place or that. One of important fact-finding systems system consists in step up, excuse me, I lost my place. One of important fact-finding system consists in step up of constants and eliminating of variables. Formally, with variables, we did more and at more places than now because we interpreted variables as constants. That's pretty interesting. What do you guys feel about that? I know myself, I, I'm, I started off in, as upper cervical, Nuka and my, my uh, mentor is Clarence Jensen. He was at Clearview with, with BJ. And uh, I adjust other areas of the vertebral column and I find subluxations there. What I have done in my maturity, I, I'm gonna say maturity, maybe wisdom or hopefully, that I adjust a lot less than I used to. And maybe two, sometimes three adjustments, maybe. And uh, hopefully one, I try and find that one thing. So uh, this is was speaking to me as well. And I, I, I like it. Anybody else? Barry, I'd like to hear what you have to say about when he's talking about constants and variables here as related to where he, where and when he's adjusting. You have any input on yeah. that? Yeah, so he's looking at, at the time, this is the instrumentation of the uh, neurocalometer, neurocalligraph, and then uh, also the electroencephaloneuromentempograph, which was extremely expensive um, at the time. The research was, I mean, this, is, this research, this clinic was way ahead of its time. Um, on many aspects. So um, in this particular case, um, in those couple of paragraphs there that we read, which is classic BJ, he's, he's, he's talking about the science behind it and how there's proof of vertebral subluxation. And in that proof and in those numbers of those testing things that we just mentioned, or those instruments I just mentioned, he's, he's proving statistically what he's finding in the research. He's trying to scientifically prove the existence of the vertebral subluxation. And this, this happens to be the art, the upper cervical technique happens to be the art that's giving you those results that he's talking about. And it was 16 years and he's writing about it afterwards now, or actually Darren, because it was 35 to, to 61. And he said earlier, you know, they spent over $200,000 over 30 years of research for the neurotemploencephalo, say it again? Encephalonormant typograph. <laughs> Electroencephalonormant yep. yep. Unless I'm reading so it, I get. I, I was more thinking it. about. I was more th thinking about well, how he's saying here. Uh, former, formerly with variables, we did more at more places than now because we interpreted variables as constants. When I studied variables and constants and graphing, when I was at Sherman, 
constants were things that were there all the time. And how does how does a variable how can a variable be interpreted as a constant? If you have any clue to that, that's that's the line that confused me a little bit related to what I learned certainly later than this. <laughs> I'm not um, that okay. Old. So uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm so I'm going to relate it to this way: the variables and constants. The variables being um, like a diagnosis or symptoms. A symptom, you know, a symptom a patient is having. The constant's going to be the an analysis of the subluxation. The constant is the, the chiropractor's cause of the disease, which happens to be the variables. So I would re I would exchange the word variables with the symptoms of disease, or oh, you could okay. say disease too, right? So, so when you're you, saying when you, and the symptoms were the, were the, were were very were there all the time, and they were being considered as constant in that way. And so they would adjust potentially and but instead of, I'm thinking totally in, in terms of graphing variables and constants. So, okay, I got it. Well, even in, in dis-ease, subluxation, some person might present with a different symptom than another with the same segment being subluxated. Um, instead of adjusting, like we said, with BJ, with DD having you know, the, uh, the, 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 this, the dysfunction with the subluxation, there's a variable in that. Not everybody would present with the same thing from that level of vertebral subluxation. And we know that some can be consistent, but there are variables there too. Yeah. And I would look at the variables and constants, not, not only in the graphing aspect, but the, the art aspect, the actual art of the adjusting, you know, the yeah. more you do that, there's, a, those are more variables you're opening up and stimulating yeah. different things. Alan, you wanna read next, do you mind? Sure, I'm good. All right, so we're at the first paragraph of 50, page 53. Imagine a typewriter, a blank sheet of paper on one side, man with desire to write a legible and intelligent article with typewriter. Imagine man who has ideas and wants to write, doesn't know where 46 lettered keys are and cannot mentally see them. That's where average chiropractor either was or is, unless he knows where, when, how, and why. Typewriter, is, typewriter has letters willing to be struck and to record proper word and thought sequences. Man has ideas. Program is established of where he wants to go. He has ability to write paragraphs and chapters of understanding thought, but he doesn't know where lettered keys are. Not knowing, he pecks away heterogeneously on many or all of them. Occasionally and accidentally, he might peck out one word or two of a mass of desired ideas, which might be correctly spelled. Probabilities are, though, not knowing where correct keys are, his pecking would consist of jumbled letters. Typewriter is right. Keys are right. He knows what he wants to write. Thoughts are right. Words are in the in mind, right? What is wrong? When sheet comes out a mass of jumbled letters, which none can read, he can't connect good intentions with good deeds well done because he doesn't know which keys to use, which keys in all caps. Chiropractic is in that position was in that position a few years ago. The backbone has 26 letters of the human alphabet. They were they are ready to be adjusted. If proper work was done at proper place, proper spacing in proper manner, 
books revealing, revealing health would be produced in human form. Chiropractor did not have knowledge of which, where, when, and how, or why to adjust proper vertebra. Not knowing where to adjust or when, why, or how. Pecking away at 26 vertebra, more or less as he must. Occasionally, he might take off an adjustment, which would be correctly done. Probabilities, though, not knowing where or when vertebral subluxation was, pecking away would stumble out a jumble of backbone punches, doing little, if any good, and possibly doing harm. To research and secure knowledge was restored understanding, was restored understanding to chiropractic to make it possible for him to see letters and play them wisely. Elimination of variables makes for establishment of constants, which creates clearly th clear line thinking, which is accurate thinking, which makes for efficiency, efficiency, should be efficiency, I think, which creates accurate adjustment, which is chiropractic knowledge, and knowledge is health efficiency restored. All right, what'd you get out of that? It goes back to that beginning where he's talking about people that are just banging, banging bones, hoping to get something right. Sometimes they get something to happen, and most of the time, nothing happens. Or now, minimal things. Now, all of the reading I have done with B.J. Palmer, I've never read any part where he was – when because he's saying we, we're banging on, the, doing this and all that stuff. I've never read B.J. being doing a flying seven. Have you guys gotten that anywhere? I don't, I don't think, think so. he did. No, I don't think he did either. Um, so, uh, yeah, interesting. All right. Anybody have any input? Want any clarity? Yeah. I, um, what I really see in this, he's, he's talking about the art. Um, he's also talking about the science in it because, because now we've developed instrumentation, thermography, to detect the heat of a subluxated vertebrae. And we scientifically can prove to ourselves now in a medicine in the world, why we exist. And that's, that's the goal of this, this research clinic is to step up to medicine and their research and to, to use what they're using, use them at their own, you know, weaponry um, to, to prove our point, to fight for our existence. You have to think too, at this time, you know, most of the states weren't even licensed. You know, we're still we're still fighting. There's still chiropractors practicing against the law. And he's trying to show us this is the science. The art was that way. However, you know, we were we were guessing, we were doing nerve tracing and you know, doing all this stuff. Now there's there's science to back this up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one big thing about that licensing, you know, refusing to take a medical board for licensing or being licensed by a medical board was one of the biggest issues. And that's why the guys went to jail because they refused to take a medical board and get a medical license. And, you know, even Pasquale, he used to talk about it. He spent $700,000 to the lawyers to keep from getting for, so not to get a license in New York, Bob might know the story better than I do. But, uh, you know, those guys, they, they were fighting for their rights. Now we've sort of given up to the NBCE and these 
crazy band of lunatics that just take student money. I think it's horrible. We need to fight for ourselves a little bit more. You know, they wouldn't a dollar to get out of jail said, absolutely not. I'd stay here and fight for my ideals. You know, I have so much respect for those early pioneers, man. Absolutely. Positively. All right. Anybody well, else? That's worst, my it's worse than that. Then that the, you mentioned NBCE and the, and the and national boards and the, and the tests, even that this, that the states give that are that are testing medical knowledge. Yeah. Not chiropractic knowledge. Yeah. yeah they're not testing chiropractic. They're testing medicine. And it's a, and, and it's, you know, and that's what the schools are teaching. And it's a, you know, I, I use the analogy of, uh, of a pebble in a pond that, you know, what DD what wrote, what PJ wrote, the original principles are like the stone that went in the pond. And then people would start and people would do a little bit of rubby dubby stuff, you know, and a little bit of massage, a little bit of electric stim. And so the board say, we have to test that. And so the teach schools say, we got to teach that. And so then the, then the ring got bigger. And then they say, well, we're going to do other, uh, some other therapy. And we're now they're doing lasers, right? And so the things get bigger and bigger and bigger vitamins and, and, and because, and each one is a, is a little bit bigger ring in the pond. And all of a sudden, you know, what, what happened to that little stone that fell in the water? It's, it's, it's been lost. And, and that's what we on this call and the people that listen to us are, are struggling to hold on to and, and try to reestablish as the core, you know, that's been corrupted and, and thrown away. Yeah. Right. I'll get off and, the soapbox. No, and actually, this is actually what BJ is talking about to, yeah. to us, to the world. Like, listen, this is where our art is. It's it's our art is scientific now. And, and scientifically, we could prove the results that we have or prove that what we're saying or doing the before and after. We could show you scientifically the proof of correction of a subluxation. And then and we can prove as far as, science, exists, as far as science exactly. goes. As far as science goes, there was, you know, the people that were you that started using HRV in chiropractic were ahead of a lot of medical doctors. A lot yeah. of research, there was research already in HRV, and that's why some of our people found it and started, you know, pro, using it as a, as a proponent to determine another way to look at where the, the, the how the body's actually functioning scientifically related to chiropractic, but it's a lot of the research, then it, the research ex exploded in medicine that's, that's continued to validate and be able to encourage the use of that as, as, a, as a, another way for us to evaluate practice members in a non-invasive way that may give us a clue as to where there are issues that, uh, uh, and, and where subluxations might exist or the imbalances to be able to evaluate that the changes that we expect to see from subluxations or hope to see as we introduce those forces are, are happening and people are moving in the right direction. Yeah. Should we read this next Senate, this next uh, couple of pages? Two major and one minor issues. You want me to keep going? Yeah, if you don't mind. Thank you. Sure. I'm good. All right. So we're on page 55 and the new chapter here, two major and one minor issues. There is little anyone can add except that no new institution can long exist or succeed without certain fundamental purposes and objectives. Two major issues, A, medical, B, chiropractic. A, 
medical contention is patients who go to chiropractors are physiological, physiological, or two, there's nothing the matter with them. Three, nothing a chiropractor would do would help a major pathology. Four, a patient gets well un, under hands of chiropractor if a matter of a it it is a matter of opinion that he is or is not well. Five, patient expresses an opinion that he is or is not well. Six, chiropractor believes patient is sick and is now well. Seven, a patient gets well, it's psychological. Medical men complain because chiropractors are not scientific. In the BJ Palmer Chiropractic Clinic, we go scientific with a vengeance. Having proved that we are using their own devices against them, they whine because we do. The average B, the, chiropr the average chiropractor contends he must do many things using many moves, uh, covering a long period of time in many places to stimulate or inhibit function, to alleviate, ameliorate, make patient feel better. Following this program, he adjusts, in quotes, many places, many ways, with many moves from head to hips to heel, spending 15 minutes to an hour every day, plus many adjuncts, many modalities, <coughs> hoping he might accident accidentally do the right thing, right way, and an accident might happen to get patient well. The BJ Chiropractic Clinic was established, one, to, in all caps, to prove by medical mechanical on automatic recording methods, and that's where the caps end, that cases are sick using same tests, same proof whereby a medical man proves existence of sickness exists in cases entering clinic. Two, to prove after a certain period of time, period of things time a change has occurred using same tests and same proofs to note change. Three, to prove the diagnosis is fallacious and of no value. It is not necessary to diagnose to be able to correctly analyze and adjust with, with a diag a, an adjustment with a diagnosis. Let's Meanwhile, pause a second. Let's pause a second right there, Alan, and we'll read the rest in a moment. Okay. That's an important thing that, you know, all of this is important. We don't need the diagnosis. Well, that's a, a reiteration of what he said a couple pages back. Yeah. You know, that's powerful stuff right there that is even lost in chiropractic school. Absolutely. Yeah. We should, we should post that everywhere. It doesn't matter how what, what you have, the subluxation needs to be adjusted. That's it. I, I got to tell you why this really twerked me to just now is that uh, for the first time, I had a man come in, I've been seeing him a little while, and his diverticulitis is driving him nuts, went to the hospital, colonoscopy, and the doctor said, you shouldn't go to the chiropractor while you have this diverticulitis. I was like, what in the world? That is absolutely insane. That's the first time I've heard, okay, with fractures or this and that and the other, but from diverticulitis, I think that doctor knows that this dude will get better when he gets adjusted and he doesn't want him to get better too fast. I don't know. Hey, yay. Yeah, so I love this too because this is where 
the science is is connecting our philosophy here yes. where it's not mechanistic we're not looking at the parts we're not listening to the symptoms of all the parts of the human body including um the the other vertebrae besides the upper cervical he's even getting to that within our art he, he's really fine-tuning this however he's interconnecting our philosophy because it doesn't matter truly to a principled chiropractor what your symptoms are because we're going to open up the power from above down inside out that's vitalistic that's not mechanistic it's two different wavelengths and this is where bj scientifically is connecting our principles of our philosophy this is huge bob you unmuted muted yes sir so really quickly when uh one of pasquale's patients came to him and said that their doctor told him not to see him anymore he called that doctor up and he said, uh, have you ever been in the in the war? And the guy said, no. He goes, well, I have, and I still have some funny ideas. <laughs> I remember that story. Yeah, so, you know, just in case you need a little line to throw out there. Um, um, you know. I, That's all I, I need at, to do is call up a an, an gastroenterologist <laughs> and threaten him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. You know, I, I respect for everybody's opinion on technique and everybody's technique, as long as they don't want to tell me mine's wrong. And um, and unfortunately, we get into these technique wars, and they make no sense to me because, like it or not, agree with what BJ's saying or not, we've had results that were phenomenal ever since uh, Harvey Lillard laid down on the bench and got his first adjustment. And uh, so I, I say carry on. I mean, you know, you want to do instrumentation and, and prove it to the medical community. That's cool. That's great. I don't necessarily need to do it myself because I really don't care what the medical community thinks of me. And um, and I'm willing to just take care of the people that come to me and and, and the results seem to speak for themselves. But at the same time, like I said, I, I, that doesn't mean I disrespect that other method. I just don't want my method disrespected. Amen, brother. Now, what, what at this time, I think really BJ is trying to keep the profession homogenous. And where it's getting scattered, you, I mean, could you imagine what it would be like to be DD or BJ Palmer and watching, you know, this brainchild just scattering into so many different things. I think part of this is really trying to keep control in a way with the upper cervical. And, you know, I, I, I love upper cervical. I love getting adjusted in many different ways, actually. But uh, what do you guys think? I think that you know, I want to agree Finish with Bob up. in that it, all techniques, all techniques are valuable. They all, they all go, they all wind, but the, the question is, are you using a technique or are you just banging away? You, know, you, need, you don't necessarily need the, to have all the scientific equipment there to, to validate. Not everybody has to work to prove the science and, and that's fine. Um, and, but you have to have criteria for what you're doing and make choices about what needs to be adjusted. And uh, I, I don't know that I don't know that there's a, that I think a lot of people in our profession have moved to places where that that is not necessarily the case. 
Well, that's other people. When we're really, we're doing our job as chiropractors, not yeah. crunchers, right? Chiropractor, how they're approaching the vertebral column. Um, innate's doing the job. The spirit within is doing the job where the fourth dorsal, BJ couldn't believe that. He started saying it had to be the Atlas. He was 13 years old. Dee, Dee said it was the fourth dorsal um, because we can't believe it. Who knows where you need to adjust for the body to heal from whatever thing it is, whatever that subluxation is going to affect anything. So ultimately, it's Bob's spirit, my spirit, Barry's spirit, your spirit, Steve's spirit, John's spirit, connecting to that patient's spirit, innate to innate. And that's where magic really happens. The technique, really, I love refined technique. I enjoy things. because I like art. I'm, I feel like it's an art for me. And, uh, but we're still not doing the adjusting. We have to, we want to take credit for it. It's really innate's doing the adjusting anyway. Anyone else? Bob, go ahead. I agree. We, ha we have, uh, I, I don't know. I don't really understand these bangers. You know, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. I mean, if, if they're not trying to correct the subluxation, no matter how they find their analysis of it, then I don't know what they're doing. They might have a reason for doing what they're doing, but I don't understand it. Um, now, if we're checking spines and we're, and we're seeing what, where the body's showing us what we would consider a subluxation, and we're making an adjustment to correct that subluxation, then that's a whole different story. A girl came in today and she does their family doesn't come super regular but but i've seen them many many times over the years and they didn't come for her but but like when dad gets hurt the whole family comes and gets adjusted which is cool so uh she laid on the table and at about ct5 she was posterior on the right you know and so to me that was obviously something that needed to be adjusted so i went in and made an, an adjustment to that vertebra and then the mom, the mom said how she fell the other day. And she was like, we, I didn't make any big deal about it. But, but then I, but I, after she said that, I said, you know, I've never seen that bone out on her before, ever. So there was a, a correlation, you know. It wasn't spoken to me beforehand. I found it with my analysis. And so, like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if somebody was to say, well, you know, if you're if you're below Atlas, you're a mixer, <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, man, then you want to leave that girl subluxated there. But I don't you know, if you want to get into an argument with me about it and I don't want to argue about it. But I'm just saying that girl needed that adjustment, in my opinion. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do know you did it. and You know, it, and she got better. You know, yeah, she, in chiropractic school. There was Dr. Whitehorn. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was, we went and I, I and a few select chiropractors went to his office every week for, for the four years almost. And we learned upper cervical. He was BJ Palmer's. But then in clinic, there was this guy named Dr. Gutstein. And Dr. Gutstein basically said, if you rattle it, you know, you, you, you do the lumbar roll and then you do the neck and you shake it up and innate will make the, the adjustment. And that to me was sacrilegious at the time. 
But here it is like 50 years later, and I'm thinking, uh-huh, maybe Dr. Gutstein understood that he was conjuring innate. Although I, to me, it was pretty much a, a general manipulation, but his intention was what you were talking about, hey. So I, now 50 years later, I'm not as, I'm still a little bit critical of that kind of like general adjustment, but I'm also thinking, well, there's something to it. So that seems like that's, you missed a little earlier part of what we were reading, Steve. In the, in the last in the last section we were reading, BJ talks about a typewriter and saying there's 26 keys. You know, if there's if there's 26 keys or the letters in the spine, and but you don't need to be banging on every single one of them. It, it, uh, and there's people doing that, and they're not being. It, they might eventually get something right, but hey, you why not be why not find one or two that are better. Wasn't Carver? Are you familiar with Carver? Yeah. Didn't he pretty much P to A in the mid thoracics, right, right ilium, and then the neck both ways? Wasn't that the Carver technique, or am I mistaken? I don't know. I don't, I don't know that much. No. Now I, I've had people like Pasquale did what you would call like an adjustment like that, but you know the the outcome was so much different where you know he was clearing the debris that tone the system and probably because i guess that's what if he's saying this i imagine back in the day that's what dd dd's people may have been doing and uh i have never felt more electrified than after an adjustment from pasquale sarasoli and was um, he a general adjuster not a, i wouldn't say a general week i call it a self-center adjustment he adjusted you know, all the vertebra. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a I I've been not on one visit. Hold on one second. I've I've been interviewing a lot of chiropractors lately for an associate, and I've had a lot of guys, I mean, do a flying sevens on me. I'm like, you can't, you're kidding me. And that literally I felt worse after they gave it to me. You can't go in an interview doing that and think you're doing it right. But uh the intention of what you're doing and how you're connected, I think spiritually. To me, that's what an innate adjustment is. It's the force, not the form, right? There you go. This weekend, you know, I just had this conversation. I just taught a seminar in Brazil on Saturday, virtual. And uh, it was about what kind of what we're talking about in more of a vitalistic sense. And a lot of people got mad and a lot of people were excited. So if I piss off half the people, I know I'm doing my job right, right? But that mechanistic mindset is so much easier to teach, you realize, right. than the vitalistic. Because you have to put in the variable, which is innate intelligence that we attempted to measure, to measure, right? That's what BJ, that's what most of his equipment is really for, is measuring innate intelligence so we can actually have a proper experiment. There no, then there are no variables. That's what he's talking about, variables. Medicine men doing experimentation and not being able to measure innate intelligence. He's trying to measure innate intelligence and outcome and actually doing a proper experiment. So we're measuring life as well and how life is expressed through that neural system. So, you know, I think, not I think, I know his passion right now, he's trying to get his point across. You can feel it in his vocabulary, you know? All right, that's my 17 cents. Anybody else? You know, 
Just today, I just want to share something that was life-changing for me. Uh, you know, I, I've been recovering from some broken bones. And so, I, you know, I've been going to different therapists and went to my old. So I, I'd go to the gym and they say, you know, you want to strengthen and you want to increase your flexibility. That's the case. So the thing is, is that it was all about uh, focusing on getting rid of the stiffness, getting rid of the joint. Pro Whereas I went to Barbara today for the second time, and it was more about like what Donnie Epstein talks about is the approach is you go where you're invited. And, and from then, you know, if the adjustment is not against the subluxation to remove that bad thing, but rather a loving coaxing of, of innate, what a difference. So even the movement that I'm doing, it's a lot more flowing for my shoulder than get rid of that fixation. So that that is, you can take that with your adjustment. It's a it's a conjuring of the loving innate well, and go Steve, where we're invited because we learn to go and break up that fixation or whatever. Uh-uh. Yeah. Pound the through the paraphysiological space, right? <laughs> like you fucking know. I mean, that's what, you know, Steve, that's what we talk about innate, in innate adjusting is bring allowing. And if anything, that subluxation is a communication from innate. Help me here. Help me this way. And paying attention and being able to listen to that instead of saying, I know what is right for you, you know, is never right. <laughs> but that spirit, the doctor within is the creator of the cosmos. We just have to know how to listen to it. And I'm still learning everybody's really still learning to get it right. And, you know, if we don't get variables in the day to make us think a little bit like, wow, that T4, I've never seen before like that, Bob. And, uh, you know, let's see if that's where the body is inviting me in. Yeah, that's, that's right. And T4 yeah. could yeah, be out. I know it's might... getting close to end time for you. So we need to, we want to, do we want to finish these last couple of paragraphs real quick? Yes, finish it. Let's do it. Uh, Okay, so meanwhile, between tests, nothing has been used or given but simple abbrevi abbreviated chiropractic adjustment. This breakdown psychologically argument that they were not sick anyhow. Uh, that's referring back to the medical doctor that we talked about earlier. On the chiropractic side, the fundamental of this clinic is to see how little we can do how few places, how rarely, and how quickly it can be done to accomplish greatest change in shortest space of time, at least cost to case. And to know what to do and why we do it before doing it, we seek not treatment of effects, symptoms, pathology, but the specific for a cause and the specific for its adjustment. Dis-ease per se and its medical treatment is always been has always been dogmatic and empirical a theory opinion cut and try little is known and much is hoped i remember pasquale saying to me diagnosis die means two agnosis means i don't know it's two people that have no idea what's going on <laughs> right well there's a lot in these pages you guys have any last bits of input here John, what do you think? Yeah. Well, go ahead, Barry. Yeah, I do. Um, 
you know, we're when we're reading this, we're responding, of course, humanly to to our personal like what we think or our technique. And sure. you know, put in perspective, BJ here is, um, you know, this is this is in the '60s. He's trying to prove the science to medicine. He's trying to fight off medicine, which is philosophical. He's being different than Didi in this case because we all love Didi here, as far as I know. And he was philosophical. BJ is our developer, so he's developing our art. He's developing our science and he's putting it in here. And what's interesting is in this last uh, page that we wrote, he never talked about Atlas or Axis. He talked about finding the subluxation and the science of it. So if you really look at that, you know, at that time, he's also given the, the green light to everybody else to do full spine adjusting. Now, he's the leader of chiropractic profession. He's the face of it, but he's also leading Palmer School of Chiropractic. I went to Logan. So Hubie Logan would not be agreeing to any of this right now besides the philosophy aspect, the subluxation, the, you know, the, the vitality. And you have to think there's hundreds of other schools here at this time. There's Chicago, there's Detroit, there's Grand Rapids, there's Indianapolis. There's, I mean, life in Sherman wasn't even here. There were hundreds of schools at this time and they started ending in the 60s because the Department of Education had to have schools at a certain science level and a certain um, level of certificates. And BJ's proven this in his clinic and his art and science. And so, you know, he's the leader of Palmer. So of course, if we went to another school or we choose to do a different art, that's okay. This is him leading his school in the sixties. I love it. This is, that, this is great BJ. Great insight. Cause when I read one bone or one subluxation from BJ, the first thing I'm thinking of is Atlas. But you're right on target. And thank you for that insight. That was insightful. And I appreciate it a lot because, you know, he didn't say Atlas. He didn't say Axis. He just said subluxation. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Like uh, like we're, we're mixing the philosophy, science and art within ourselves and our mindset. Yeah. And they're, they're separate and distinct. We're coming in with preconceived notions of what to expect in a way. Absolutely. I find it amusing, Barry, that you went to Logan, which Logan technique is still the other end of what you specified to work on. <laughs> I use Logan all the time. Don't pinch the wait, don't grab the peach. I remember that one. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much. Bob, you got something else? Yeah, uh, responding. To, to what Barry was talking about. And uh, nice to meet you, by the way, Barry. Um, Same. My dad went to a chiropractic institute in New York. And when he graduated from there in the late 50s, he spent six months in, in BJ's clinic. Now, at that time, BJ was emeritus, but he still was hanging around there and going in and talking in classes and stuff. And my dad said he learned more in that six months about chiropractic than he learned in his whole time at the, at the other school. And the other school, by today's standards, was a great school. <laughs> they, they worked through Stevenson's, uh, Werner's Rational Bacteriology, <laughs> um, Werner's um, Science and Logic of Chiropractic. I mean, it was the, the education they got was phenomenal compared to even our straightest schools now. But he said himself, when he got out of there, he went and worked in BJ's clinic for six months. That's when he learned the most about, more, more about chiropractic in those six months. Wow. Wow. Bob, I think uh, the rational bacteriology, you did the reprint of the science and logic of chiropractic. 
I'd like to talk to you about that because I think rational bacteriology needs to be reprinted again too. And I, I'm going to take that on because this is an incredible book. Yeah. Don't, don't you love how it, how it basically says, okay, now that you learned all the bull crap, now we're going to tell you what it's really all about. Yeah. Actually, here's the like, real deal. It basically says that in writing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they take so many things from Speransky and just break it down and make it digestible and it's a freaking great book. And it really, we yeah. should, we should review this one sometime too. Okay. Because yeah. I have it on PDF too, if anybody needs it. And we should do the science and logic of chiropractic someday. Darn right. Yeah, Which absolutely. Is- Bob had that reprinted a number of years ago. I've got a copy of it. Thank you for that. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a good night. We've got new people on, old people coming back. Steve, I miss you, buddy. You had a lot of accidents last time. You had a lot happen in your life. And I know you have another commitment until 730, but I'm glad to see your face. And I'll see you guys later next week. Same time. Bat channel. All right. Love you. Thank you, guys. Good night. Have a wonderful week. You too.